Welcome to the Cinema Chatter Podcast. I am Ryan. And I'm Crystal. And each month, as we try, we review movies or post commentaries or have discussions. And this time, we are reviewing what? Godzilla. 2014, because it's March Monster Madness, as I'm calling it, (laughs) because... We are going to be bold and release more than one episode this month. Oh my goodness, really? Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. we are, because we've just now, we are recording for Godzilla 2014, mm-hmm. the review for that, and then tomorrow, which is Sunday for us, mm-hmm. is going to be recording Kong Skull Island. Yes. And then next weekend, we are going to record King of the Monsters. Yes. And then once Godzilla vs. Kong comes out, we're going to review that. So, Monster Madness. Yay! So, let's get right down to it. So, we just got done watching it. We took us a while to get it done because (laughs) our son was hungry and he was tired and he just wasn't in the mood for monsters, I guess. Nope. Not today. Not today. Once he gets older, he can appreciate it. So, what do we want to start off with right off the bat? I think... um, I'd say the opening credits. Well, of course. Why don't we just go right down to it? Jump right in. Um, jump right in with the opening. So the things that when we first started rewatching it already was I commented like the opening theme and the opening credits um, showing already getting a little bit of hints and pieces that's going to be building this the called the MonsterVerse. Yes. So for... Um. Uh, for what is this? This is W for the WB for the for the Warner Brothers. Yes. Their MonsterVerse stuff. So, um, we got glimpses and pieces of Monarch here and there, and they're like basically they're... basically there was just opening to their testing quote. Like you can't see it. I'm quoting. <laughs> I'm putting air quotes. Audio forum. Test. Uh, Testing and like, um, and flip. trying to kill Godzilla basically. In different tidbits of like documents showing, and then like credits being like whited out, like it's confidential, but showing like the credits. Well, and it's, yeah, no, it was kind of nice. Yeah, it was highlighting the the actors and the cast of mm-hmm. this film. Um, but I just, I you know, one thing I always liked about Godzilla movies is the theme music, uh, specifically his theme, and King of the the sequel, King of the Monsters, as a um, a great job of revamping and reintroducing some of those classic theme music. But, you know, for trying to do its own thing, Gareth Edwards and whoever the composer was for the for this uh, movie did a really good job of making their own thing. And I just, I really enjoyed that mm-hmm. uh, with that opening credits. And just, you know, and we you you had made an actual good suggestion of what they could have done. And I know we could put that on a future commentary track, but when we get there. But I just wanted yeah. to go ahead and post that idea. Was as the it's, bomb went yeah. off, and then we yeah. see the ashes fall to transition to the title sequence. Basically. We get the Godzilla sequence. But Crystal had a really good idea with the ashes. What was that idea? Uh, basically, so when uh, the ashes, as the ashes were falling, you know, but it would look like the ashes are falling. Uh, into like letters. Yeah. 
spelling out the title. Yeah, I think um, that would have been a really cool sequence. And again, when we do a future commentary track, as we keep practicing doing commentary yes. on movies, because we tried to practice it for this one, and it didn't really... Uh, we, we are still trying to figure out, which is why we didn't do a commentary track, because we know we need a lot more practice. So. Yes, practice make perfect. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. Um, so, the opening of this movie, I just really enjoy in general. I, it was kind of nice seeing um, kind of a different location, per se, but bilingual. Um stuff going on you know, like Japanese well, and English I mean that was a nice thing that they did to have it open in like around it was in the Philippines it started in yeah, the Philippines it did, then, and yeah. then it moved over to Japan which um, is I consider to be a nice touch of it having started off with you know what's the most famous place mm-hmm. Godzilla's known for destroying Tokyo and and Japan but even though they weren't in Tokyo but you get the idea uh, so we're just going to move on to stuff that we really love about the movie. Because I know we could spin on and on, but that's what a commentary track's for, is <laughs> talking about the movie as it goes along. So let's get right down to what we really liked about the movie, the strong points. And my strong points are going to start off with, of course, Brian Cranston's character and all of his scenes he's in. Brian Cranston literally, I feel, in my opinion, carries the whole dang first act movie because it really his acting skills at just catches my attention and he already with with the amount of screen time he had made me care about the character and one really wanted to follow the character when I first watched the movie and again every time when I watch it I just I'm hooked onto him yes I could definitely feel the emotions mm-hmm. that he was showing everything a great phenomenal um, emotional actor because as we see his wife, you know, getting stuck in the in the facility and in the lower fifth level of their yes. uh, nuclear uh, plant, plant, yeah, nuclear yeah. reactor plant, the amount of emotions that he has in his face, the the amount of um, expression he has, conveying that you feel right away. Considering he had to do the deed of closing the door because he chose to do the manual override and mm-hmm. be like, come on, you could do it. You yeah, you can, you can make it. You know, he was, you could sense that desperation and that's really what the first act is really good at is building the tension and throughout the movie, quite frankly, does a lot of good tension building mm-hmm. and, you know, you know, getting you really hooked into that. Um, certain scenes. Yeah. So, uh, again, I, I just... I love Brian Canston in this movie, and he is probably and the strongest actor in this entire thing. Oh yeah. Uh, on to other good things before we move on to the bad things, because I because <laughs> there's more I want to talk about with Brian Cranston in this film, but that goes into my bad territory. We're gonna try and stay with segments as we establish what the formula um, of this show is gonna be. So, so next strong thing. Next strong thing, I did, I like the design of Godzilla. Oh, yes, our main, the main title guy, (laughs) the the main, the real main character, even though he's got the shortest amount of screen time. (laughs) It, the detail that went into um, bringing him to life, especially on a darker um, side versus what other Darker as in 
there's in the, like the, the atmosphere of the screen because it, it, there's a lot of dark shots. We don't see him really well, much like during the, the day. Well, like the layers that they were able to create, like his skin. Oh, his skin. Yes, yes. Okay, so you like the darker color on yes. his skin. Yes, because in past, um, in, in Toho, they, um, they he, he was a little more greenish. I yeah, and then I like the design of green. his face a little bit because it's not like too flat. Would you too, say like um, like not rubber masky kind of yeah. thing? Yeah, yeah, I know. I've tried to show Crystal um, past uh, you know back when they had Suitmation. I tried to show I her mean, some of the old Godzilla stuff. She's okay with it, but she just likes the more realistic stuff. She's not into as much cheesy stuff as I am. And uh, the facial expression. You can definitely tell Expe- the... Try that again. Facial what? Expressions. Okay. <laughs> that Godzilla shows. <laughs> yeah, no. Like, Very he's definitely detailed. more expressive. Uh, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the old stuff. I just... I And I'm all for CG when it's done well. Yes. And I would agree. The CG for Godzilla, I thought, was really good. Um, I like it when they, when you do CG stuff that you can create more expression versus suitmation. It is kind of hard to do that. Um, but you know, that's kind of the charm of the older films. Uh, and then the famous the, atomic breath. Oh yes, of <laughs> course. The atomic breath of the ending. Uh, fantastic. Great. I love the detail that they had him charging it up. I remember the first time we saw that in the theater, oh gosh, and yes. I was like giddy and all excited because I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, that's so cool! Because usually it just happens. It just well, I mean, he just shoots it out. There was really no like buildup in his back. I think they did that more in the 2000 era, but I mean, there was no really charge up. Usually the his spines, like the spine, I guess you could say spine spikes. Yeah. Do glow. They have shown to glow in past Godzilla movies. Um, even in the first one in 1954, you can kind of see a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Again, I have to rewatch it to make sure, but I'm pretty sure that kind of thing has happened. But we've, I am, I will bet money that <laughs> I am sure we have never seen a charge up from like the base up to the to the head yeah. in any of the movies that he's done, that Jap- that Japan has done. Mm-hmm. Uh, another credit to Godzilla's design, this is a much better design because this is the second, only the second attempt American Hollywood studios have tried to make a Godzilla movie mm-hmm. because Godzilla is exclusively owned by Toho in Japan. Yes. And the first time they did it back in 1998, um... I was a kid, though. I didn't really know. I haven't, didn't see a whole lot of the old Godzilla stuff. I had the yeah. old Godzilla game. I thought the design of him kind of looked cool, even though people called him Iguanodon, like a, basically an iguana. Um, uh, the, the thing about that, that got a lot of hate for that. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was too bad. It's just he was so dang weak. Yeah. Um, but we'll talk, we can talk more if you guys ever want us to review that movie. Oh Lord, help me if I can get through <laughs> it. Um, I will definitely do that. But anyway, back to the 2014 one. Uh, yeah, no, I just really, I did enjoy Godzilla's design. And speaking of design for Godzilla, let's talk about the Mudos. I thought it, it was a clean design. I like the Mudos design. I liked the, it kind of reminded me a little bit of the, 
monster from Cloverfield. I've never seen Cloverfield, Maybe but I've seen that. images, you know, from people when they've talked about it. They showed images and all that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the long spidery legs and all that. Yeah. But the the face, I like the facial. Um, yes. Their facial design. Um, I like that they did, did try to span off and be a little bit different with the different sexes. They had the male yes. one with the wings and the female and the female with no wings and it making larger. it larger. Uh, I and that's another thing that this movie and this whole universe does really well is making the monsters unique and different and um, making him feel like it's like an actual part of a, an animal kingdom. Yes. Like this is like an ancient animal kingdom versus the one that we are very familiar with. Yes. Uh, the this the scale of it and how you know they focus on the behavior such as the mating call and all that. It's like they're making them feel like. Really part of the, yeah the echolocation like making them feel like these are an ancient species that have been dormant and are coming back basically yeah. it makes it feel the world be more realistic you yes. know instead of the classic cheesy stuff you know from yeah. Japan I mean and I'm not saying that to be mean about Japan and the um, the original franchise of yeah. Godzilla. I'm a huge fan of that stuff. I love that stuff. Crystal, it's hard to get her into that <laughs> stuff. But, you know, I'm all for that. That's what made me fall in love with Godzilla in the first place and made me realize how terrible and how naive of a child I was back in 1998. So I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. Anyway. Anywho. Um, um, I have another, another highlight. Po- another highlight positive. The yeah. Halo Drop. Oh, yes. So we let's go on to favorite scenes. So let's start with that one, too. That one was really great, um, considering, um, you know, it does... There are troopers that actually jump out and yeah, fall, mm-hmm. per se, through the clouds um, like that. And it was kind of nice, because we saw from a first-person point of view, where yep. they have, like, the... The mask. The mask and the gas on, so we just hear their breathing and nothing else, mm-hmm. while seeing... This whole thing happened right in mm-hmm. front of them. We saw him go through the clouds, and then we see him see Godzilla fighting the Mudo, the male Mudo, and yeah, that it's a very uh, that's the whole thing. We can well, move on well, to the cinematography. A well, little. like they have smoke lines. Yeah, the smoke lines. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just it's just a beautiful shot, and that goes on to the next positive thing of mm-hmm. as if we were talking about favorite scenes, uh, the cinematography alone. Yes. And the, every single MonsterVerse movie so far, and I'm not going to doubt that Godzilla vs. Kong is going to fail us in that, too. <laughs> I think it's... I've seen the trailer. It looks beautiful. Every single one of these movies has beautiful cinematography, and I just yes. absolutely love it. It makes it stand out, you know, from the MCU, the other, and the DCEU, yeah. the other movies that have established these universes. Yes. It sets it apart. The cinematography in this is just fantastic. Um, There's beautiful shots of Godzilla overhead shots, um, shots that really show the scale of what the epidemic is, what's Mm -hmm. happening, like the traffic jam. Like seeing all those cars build up because they're trying to get the heck out and evacuate. Well, and then the one scene where there were all the cars and then the plane... That was brought down, mm-hmm. like it was on fire, and everyone's just like... Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Again, the cinematography is just mm, beautiful. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful stuff. Shall we? Uh, move on to other positive things, or are we moving on to our negative? 
Well, I have no more pauses. I believe I've said my piece. Oh, no, there is one more thing I did. Uh, Again, I think I mentioned the score at the beginning, uh, specifically the beginning score. But the score overall, again, I liked that they tried to um, establish their own kind of thing and not rely on that. I give them credit for that, even though I love uh, King of the Monsters score a little bit better. Uh, yeah, no, it was, it was really well done, and the, the, the music does a good job of bringing the tension, which Mm -hmm. the other tension scene that you like, that I'll never forget from when we watched (laughs) in the theater, was when the, the train scene, with the Mudo being right by the chain, and they're trying to hide from it, you were, like, pretty nervous in the theater. it was, it was like when, you know, you're trying to make yourself invisible while this, um, it do, it rips know, off classic horror when you're trying to hide and you're trying to make bit. that sound. Yeah, and then the radio light goes off and then it's they're like, turn, saved. Turn it off, turn it off. And then they're saved by A the burning train, train horn. The train horn and it yeah, somehow train, caught on fire. Yeah, somehow caught on fire. I really when, wish they would have established that a little bit more. When the female Muto like disappeared mm-hmm. into the smoke, which we later see, you know, that she pulls the train apart. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's kind of... Um, you know, yeah, a, I wouldn't say a problem, but it's like something a I question would, that never gets answered, <laughs> yeah, think. pretty much. Because last I checked, Mudos don't have fire breath, no, <laughs> but we did hear the gunfire before the train showed up. I mean, I guess it could have a grenade could have gone off and caused a fire, I don't know, but we anyway. don't know, we couldn't see it, yeah, anyway. <laughs> Anywho, uh, and then the one last positive thing I will talk about before we get to the next section of the show. I would say it, one of the best Godzilla entrances for me, anyway, is when you see his big old foot boom at the airport, and then the Mudo turns and he's like, ah, I'm scared, I'm going to intimidate you. <laughs> and, and then Godzilla, yeah, no, the scale just going from bottom up to, the, to his face, and then the roar gave me chills, even gave me chills tonight. And my, <laughs> it still gives me chills, and that's, that's always a positive. Because Godzilla's roar is one of the most iconic sounds in all of uh, cinema. And they definitely made it work. They definitely amped it up, and they definitely it's definitely better than the 1998 roar, I would think. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's right up there with the classic roar from 1954 mm-hmm. for me. So, now on to the ugly section. Negatives. <laughs> so, the negatives, the rotten parts. Uh, Crystal, did you want to start, or shall I start this time? They killed off... The actor that was, you know, the dad, too early in the movie. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, Not to say that uh, any of the other actors or actresses were bad in this. Yeah. Because Ken Watanabe is really good. Uh, His assistant, whose name I cannot think of at the moment. (laughs) Hang on. I've got it pulled up. I'm making sure we're still recording. Yeah. We're good there. I don't need Jeopardy. Thank you. Uh... Let's see. The Vivian. Yes, Vivian Graham, Graham um, who's played, played by, by Sally. Sally Hawkins. She does. Yep. Those two are really good. And I do enjoy the Admiral Stenz, who's played by David Strafum. Strafum? Yeah. And of course, Ken Watanabe. All really great actors and really good characters in the movie. I yes. enjoyed them. Um, I also love Elizabeth Olsen, who, as you know, is Wanda Maximoff in the MCU. 
Yep. And we also had her husband, played by Aaron Taylor Johnson. Quote, unquote. Quote, unquote, mm-hmm. uh, Pietro Maximoff. Mm-hmm. Which I always find funny every time I watch this movie, because it's like a, literally a year after that, they bo- they play the twins. Yep. And it's also funny because in the comics, there is a moment in history in a different universe. I'm pretty sure it's the ultimate universe of Marvel where they have a relationship. Quote, unquote. Quote, unquote, relationship. Um, that <laughs> made some readers very uncomfortable. Yeah. I just find it funny. It's like, oh, look, they're married in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely stuff. Yeah. But no, so. they. the thing I just don't like is they, they took, they, they like you said, they killed Brian Cranston's character off way too soon in this movie. A strong, strong actor who I think could have, you know, they could have written in a way where he could have survived or something, I feel or, like. Or was... Somewhat, like, cripple or something. Yeah, maybe. Or, I don't know. Because, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think Aaron, you know... I think what the problem for me, in my opinion, was the way his character was written. Yeah. He's just, you know... Because when he had those scenes with, with Brian Cranston, they were good. And, you know, they were interesting. And I th- I was interested in um, his character, Ford Brody. and uh, But then once Brian Cranston's character dies, the movie kind of drops off a bit. It loses a lot of momentum for me. It felt like it. It's, it's, until, you know, until we get to... You know, until we get yeah. to the monster stuff. And, you know, it just loses a bit of the beats. Which, going off of that, um, there were a lot of different cuts in the movie that just didn't mm, Onto make, the cutaways, yes. Didn't make sense or was just, like, too sudden. You know, or, like, different scenes just Well, no, it wasn't much... It was, of it being too sudden, it was just of oh good, we're gonna get monster movie action, we're gonna get the classic monster fighting, and yeah. we cut away from that. And we're going to this completely different scene. Yeah, I know, and and rewatching it, I know the importance of showing the humans and what they're doing because trust me, other people would complain like, well, what happened to this part and this part? Like, like wait, now they're at the bomb. Oh, now they're moving the bomb away. You know, if they would have cut that out. Then and we would have like take away from them getting to the bomb, and then re and then later showing them getting the bomb. And it was like, wait, when did this happen? What yeah. we were so busy watching the monster fight. I know some people would have complained about that. Well, you know, we just can't win. We well, just can't win. Well, it's just interesting that they took more of the human perspective because when we see monster movies, it supposed to well when you on watch yeah when you watch the old Godzilla films, Japan and Toho do a lot better job of you know. Showing us monster action. That's what we Godzilla fans want. We want to watch Godzilla either destroying Tokyo or <laughs> destroying mo- or fighting monsters. Yeah. We want him to see fighting monsters. We don't want to cut away. And I know Gareth Edwards, the director of this, was trying to establish like a Jaws feeling, you know, show the monster, tease the monster. Yeah. I would have been fine, you know, with the airport scene if they had done that. If, you know, that cutaway, do that thing. Fine, that's fine. I can handle that. But when you constantly cut away, like when we see um, Elle, uh, Elizabeth Olden's character, you know, go into the shelter and then they close the door and then that's when they cut to the halo drop. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, we want to watch that fight. We want to watch that fight. I and, and I told you this. This would have been my suggestion. You know, show them fighting a little bit and then easily do one of those things where they... Add the dialogue of, you know, saying, okay, we're approaching the jump, um, we're approaching the jump uh, area. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. We get zone. prepared. Yeah, we're the drop zone. Um, prepare to jump and then cut right there. You know, you could have had like Godzilla or the Mudo down, and that's when you I would have cut it. Cut it to, you know, enter that line and then cut to the jump. That's mm-hmm. what I would have done. Yeah. That's, you know, because I want to watch the monsters fight. <laughs> and that's what the weak point is. You know, for a movie called Godzilla, you don't see a whole lot of Godzilla. No. And that's the biggest thing that hurts this movie. Is that we, it teases the fight and then it cuts away. It cuts way, away way too much and it show, focuses way too much on the humans. I know the humans are important and it's part of the story. We got to have those important things that are part of the story. Otherwise, it's going to confuse the audience or the audience is going to complain. Because that's the thing about movies in general. You just can't win with some No, things. you can't. Especially when you have franchises like these. You just can't win. <laughs> Yeah, because you're gonna find you can't please everybody is the thing. Yeah, but yeah, no. The biggest problem I've had with this movie is it's definitely it's cutaways. But when we do get those monster scenes, they are really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, was there any other complaints I had other than Aaron uh, Taylor Johnson's character not being very interesting after once Brian Cranston's character? Died? Um, there was the one scene where um, the kid randomly got stuck on the train oh yeah because <laughs> we both work in child care and yeah. we know there's no way that child would uh yeah not react uh, so calmly to being separated from mom and dad well and getting trapped like that so easily like yes he could have wandered forward or something but... or how he got onto there without the parents even noticing yeah bad parenting <laughs> i wouldn't i wouldn't say bad parenting or but uh, it's just it, that I don't know if that scene was I necessarily... Know. I think the scene was there just kind of showing, like, um, was yeah. to show his character was, you know, he's a family man, you know. He yeah. understands the importance of family and, you know, and wants to be with his son. I mean, that's why it was probably a boy. Because yeah. he knows he wants to re... You know, all he wants to do is get back to his wife and kid. Yeah. So, you know, I get... it's it's a, It was mostly... The purpose of that whole sequence was showing... You know, try to build the character. Yeah. But here's the thing, and it sounds callous to say it, but <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> we want to see monsters. We want to see monsters. Uh, but I understand that, and I won't critique that too much. I won't speak negatively about that. Mm-hmm. You know, you're trying to establish a character that we should care about Ford Brody, and unfortunately, without his dad there, it just really hurt it i mean it sucks to say it but when he's not with somebody else that's important in the family stuff it's kind of not no they just didn't do a good enough job for me to care enough i mean yes i wanted him to get back to his wife l and his son sam who our sons i am is as well um it's just there was just not enough to me to want to care there was just not enough build up or that character for me to care too much. And that's not a, a knack on Aaron Johnson, because I think he's a great actor. He does a great job playing Pietro yeah. in Age of Ultron, oh, I feel yeah. like. And I've cared about him. And when he died in that movie, that sucked. It did. Um, for lots of reasons. But it's just, I don't think his character was very well written. No. Um, but I have, um, turning a different direction... Um, how about that EMP wave from the Mudos? Are we going back to positives, though? Or negative. Just, what do you mean negative about that? What's like, remember about? when Godzilla killed the Mudo and 
you know, everything. To oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the whole um, uh, Phantom Menace thing. Yes. <laughs> basically, where. Pretty much. Basically, oh, the thing's dead, now everything dies. Oh, except this case, now that the Mudo died, Godzilla killed the Mudo, suddenly the boat starts to work again, and all the lights come back on. Yes. <laughs> Very convenient. Yeah, those. I mean, to be fair, we don't know how long the AMP lasts. I don't think. Or ever... what the range, like the range. Well, we know like they told us the range. Yeah, the range was very large. They did establish that, mm-hmm. so we can't nitpick that because then yeah. that just shows that we're stupid and don't pay <laughs> attention. But um. But the timing of it. The timing never really was established of how long it lasts. It seemed kind of sporadic, but it usually seems like, I guess the longevity of it is whenever the script says so. Apparently. I think. That's how I felt. Apparently. You can argue with me about it, however you want. <laughs> so, I'll be up open for that discussion. Uh, any other negatives, or are we ready to start um, wrapping things up a bit? Time to wrap things up with a bow. Oh, okay, so you're ready to wrap things up. Because I... I do wrap presents very well. Oh, for peak <laughs> sakes. Now you're getting way off topic. <laughs> Uh, okay, so overall, uh, oh, we need to figure out a rating system. This will be the first time we actually put a rating system on this thing. <gasps> Nani? Uh, okay. Um, so I kind of want to, again, steal from another podcast. Right, well. Oh, quiet. <laughs> uh, the Ghost Facers podcast. Ghost ho- Facers. Uh, the, the Supernatural Rewatch podcast that we listen to every week. It's uh, worth it. Go listen. Yeah, go. Another free shout out. Uh, it's uh, hosted by uh, producer Richard and Dr. DC, a.k.a. Reed. The doctor himself. <laughs> the doctor himself. Uh, yeah, we're gonna we're just going to do, as far as when we do rating systems, we'll just take one thing out of the movie and give it out of five. So... Uh, <laughs> So whatever random thing in the movie, and we'll give it out of five. Uh, uh, so <laughs> I have one in my head. You have one in your head? Why <laughs> don't you go first? What would you rate Godzilla 2014 then, Crystal? Four, four and a half egg sacks out of five. <laughs> oh, dang that. <laughs> you stole mine. Yes. <laughs> uh, what was the score again? You said four and a half egg sacks out of five. Five. Wow, so you really like the movie then. I do like the movie. Like, it has its natives, but for me, I... As I, your introduction to the Godzilla world, because this basically I, was your intro. Ba- basically, I was more for the actual, like, entertainment versus, like, picking at it. I know, I know. Uh, It was really enjoyable. Like, there was that low point, which is why there's the half. <laughs> yeah. Uh, You're very generous in your scores. I know, I know, yeah. I am. I'm I'm very well. It's well. We're well. We're very easily entertained, and that's just helps us I'm, have a more. I'm fun a reasonable life. person. I know. I know. I just I like you know I like to be easily entertained, and <laughs> I, I like to live by that way because it just makes me happier. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what's yours? Um. Uh, my well, now I have to change mine up because now I'm not gonna have um. Uh. Any funny thing? Um. <laughs> I am going to give this movie... You know what? I'm going to give this movie... It's really hard. Uh, I'm actually... I have an idea. No, I already got one. Don't... Okay. I'm going to give this three and a half crying Brian Cranston's... Oh, gosh. (laughs) Out of five. Uh, What was your score? I'm sorry. Three and a half 
Um, Brian Cranston crying faces out of five. Okay, that's still reasonable. <laughs> because as a Godzilla fan, I wanted more Godzilla, and that's really where it hurts it. Well, I think that's, you know, one of the reasons our scores differ, because mm-hmm. you're more of a Godzilla fan. Yeah. Versus me, who likes to watch mostly for entertainment. I mean, I was entertained, don't get me wrong. Overall, this is a good movie. It's a great start to the MonsterVerse, and it only gets better from here. Oh, yes, very much In my opinion. So, I I just, it just, you know, I I feel like maybe I'm a little bit harsh, but man, if you would have kept Brian Cranston in there, it (laughs) would have just been a lot better. Well, and I I learn from each of the movies. Less cutaways, yep. I learn from each of the movies, because sometimes when I have a question, I can just ask you, um... Yeah. You know, if it's if it was in the comics per se, or well, like, I mean, well, you know what I mean. Like, oh, you're I, talking about for other movies, not this movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Like, usually, I ask you questions about it, see if you know. Mm-hmm. Or you ask me questions about stuff about Godzilla when you know other movies. Or, you know, like Kong, too. Oh yes, with Kong too. My other favorite kaiju. Yes. All right, so now uh, I want to start doing games for the show. What kind of games? What kind of games? Just, you know, basically improv games. Um, But, you know, we're we're just going to experiment a little bit while we make this new stuff. Okay. Uh, uh, You know, I just want to make it as much fun as possible. Oh, lovely stuff. So... Uh, <laughs> one idea I had for a game, take one character from the movie or actor, uh, and put them in what kind of scene or movie would you like to see them in? Like, like an alternate scene? That sure. Or, or yeah, well, if there's one thing you can change about it, what would you do? Yeah. Ooh, that's interesting. So, I mean, the game, I don't have a name for some of these games yet. We'll see how they go. Mm, that's interesting. So, I would... So yeah, you, you first. Yeah, I'll go first. <laughs> yeah, you first. Um, so one thing, um, who would I take out of this movie and put them in a different one, uh, or in future? You know, I would have liked to take in. I, I would like to say Brian Cranston again. Yeah. But this time, um, I would kind of want to see him and put him in. I would Kong Skull Island. Okay. Uh, oh, oh, like, well, how so? Well, hang on, let me think. I'm showing it, again, this is a new game, and I'm trying to think of where I would put Brian Cranston. If I were to put him in a different part of the uh, MonsterVerse, actually, okay. I would have put him in... If he would have survived, yeah, I would have loved to have seen him again in uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters. I would have had him be I don't know like um like one of those um where they have like a past memory or something maybe kind of scene or, or you know helping develop the uh what's that thing they use the the thing they use in the when they um you know that helps with the bioacoustics because they tease that in this movie actually okay yeah 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 that's the other positive thing I kind of forgot about <laughs> was that. It actually does a really good job setting up stuff for the rest of the universe. Yeah. And we can do that more on when we do a commentary track. Yeah. This game sucks. Let's see him up with another game. <laughs> I don't even have my turn. Fine. What if you're, what's your turn? What do you got? Um, well, Elizabeth Olsen's character, um, Elle, mm-hmm. um, I would have, because um, I know they evacuated like, the hospital and stuff, but mm-hmm. I would, the scene where she goes into the 
like emergency shelter or something where it kind mm. of just focuses on her and then looks out where the monsters are when it closes. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. You yeah. kind of, you kind of see where I'm going with that. Yeah, I kind of see where you're going with that. Um, I would have had her probably, um, put her in like a different scene, mm-hmm. and like ever see everyone like everyone's still like crowding in, in but the doors close like showing them showing mm-hmm. like the terror on their face. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like move that scene around. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, okay. Uh, again, we'll come up with better games, because this um, uh, obviously sucks. <laughs> testing, testing period. Yeah, uh-huh, testing period. We'll figure something out. We'll we'll come up with more games, but let's wrap this up, shall we? Mm-hmm. Into a nice, pretty little bow, as you were saying earlier. Yay! Yay, the best present you'll ever get. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, boy, okay. All right, anyway, so we have now, we're going to go... Where can people find us? So, you can find us on the following platforms for if you want to listen to the Cinema Chatter podcast. We are available on, of course, uh, the people who distribute this, Anchor. Uh, You just have to type in the Cinema Chatter podcast. You can find us on Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, is the one that Anchor mostly distributes us through that's powered by Spotify. We are also available on Apple. Now, I've already looked this up. Just look us up and find us for by typing in the Cinema Chatter Podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to suggest movies? Talk with us about movies? Unfortunately, I did post this. I know we're still kind of new at this. So we didn't really have any responses on Twitter other than somebody liked the post that we were rewatching this movie. Yay! So uh, on Twitter, but you can find us at Cinema Chatter, I believe. Let me just look again on t- Twitter to make sure I got the Twitter handle correct. Twitter. Stop stealing. Swiper, no swiping. Oh, good lord! Yes, you can find us on Twitter at Cinema Chatter. As our Twitter handle, you can find us on Facebook with The Cinema Chatter Podcast. Please have discussions with us. We want you to include you in the show. We will post stuff regularly. We'll answer questions. We Yeah, I don't know what questions they would. I don't care what question. What, <laughs> what color is my underwear? Uh, that might be a little too personal, but sure, I'll answer it. <laughs> I don't care. Um, what did I have for breakfast? If you really want to know, sure, I'll answer any question you got. Just... As long as it's not too personal. I will draw a line somewhere. <laughs> I will draw a atomic breath line as quickly as I can charge up my butt. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what? Again, we're trying to have fun with this as much as possible. <sighs> but yes, feel free to talk with us either on Twitter or Facebook. And what is the next movie we're doing? Uh, we already, If you were paying attention or have listened this long enough... I was hoping. <laughs> uh, if you didn't stop at the first five seconds yeah. of the of the show, we will be recording Kong Skull Island tomorrow. Hi. And this episode will be coming out Friday, uh, March. Well, I don't know why I'm saying this, because you're gonna see it when you see it. So you'll see it when it pops up. Yep, you'll see it when it pops up. Get we up. will. We will see you on the next episode of the Cinema Chatter Podcast. Roll credits. Bye.